What is fiction? What is real? How to distinguish both? Well, to be honest, this is a stupid question because everyone knows what fiction and non-fiction is. I guess the real question should be how you differentiate fiction and real life. This is an apparent theme you can come across on Twitter, a so-called safe space platform, but I, I would like to clear that this is not only happening on a social media platform, it is actually apparent on all aspects of life in society. Now, I, I want to, you know, take this opportunity to talk about why this kind of discussion matters. Mainly that it will help us understand what fiction consists of as a general concept in contrast to reality and identify the difference between both worlds. So, I would love to start this talk to something a lot of people haven't encountered yet, especially those who are unknown to the slangs of the new generations. Let's talk about RP. What is RP, you ask? RP stands for roleplay or role-playing, generally used in gaming and refers to an interactive social activity that users uh, made up characters within the storylines or events. How does it relate to representation? Well, first off, it will bring us to one of the main points of this talk, which is that fiction affects reality. On first thought, you'll agree and think in some respects that it is somehow true. But here is where the gray area comes in. Yes, fiction does and can affect reality. But will you believe me if I told you that it's actually the opposite? Reality affects fiction, always has and always will. It began on a tricky question. What came first, fiction or reality? Ponder that yourselves. But for me, reality came first. Because fiction is a byproduct of human imagination. Fiction was created with reality in mind. Because how can someone conjure up something without a shred of realism to it? Because believe me or not, it is in our nature, the human nature to, you know, always include ourselves and our reality however twisted it is to something that we can think of. Because man has an inherent need for a diversion to get away from reality, even for just a bit. But let us still talk about the influences of fiction to reality. I would like to give a heads up because the coming parts will be disturbing and this is not for the faint of heart, I tell you that.
And also, this might seem that I am nitpicking, but I kid you, I am not. These are the negative impacts of the fictional world to the real world. Let us start with a movie that I think everyone has already saw, the 1996 movie Scream. Inspired by a scene in the 90s horror titled Scream, a lonely Belgian truck driver named Thierry Haradin, 24 years old, brutally murdered a 15-year-old schoolgirl, Alison Cambler, in November 2001. Wes Craven's 1996 movie follows a slasher who wears a black tunic and a ghoulish mask inspired by Edward Munch's painting, The Scream, as he, you know, terrorizes a sleepy American town. Theory propositioned Allison one day when she visited him at home. After she refused, he excused himself to another room where he donned the iconic ghost face costume. He used two large knives to stab her 30 times in the manner of the victim in the film's opening scene. And then after the murder, he called the police and confessed that he had modeled it on the film. He had no criminal record or history of mental illness. Pretty horrifying, right? But that actually pales in comparison to this other story inspired by the hit movie we all know, American Psycho. In 2004, Michael Hernandez, 14 years old, lured his school friend into a bathroom stall and stabbed him more than 40 times. A savage murder that got him sentenced to life in prison. The teen admitted to modeling his behavior on the serial killers in American Psycho and specifically the Silence of the Lambs. The South Florida student said that he identified with the horror movie murderers and wanted to act out their roles in his real-life plan to, you know, (laughs) become a regular serial killer. Because Michael actually believed that God gave him special powers and agreed with his decision to, you know, just kill a classmate, I guess. (laughs) And this last example that I'll provide is about the murderer of John Lennon. John Lennon's murderer, Mark David Chapman, was famously obsessed with J.D. Salinger's angsty classic, The Catcher in the Rye. In fact, Chapman was clutching a copy of the book at the time of his arrest, and he later wrote to the New York Times to say that, and I quote, This extraordinary book holds many answers. End quote. Chapman identified deeply with the alienated protagonist, Holden Caulfield. And to make things even worse, a copy of the book was also found among the possessions of a would-be President Reagan assassin, John Hinckley Jr. With fans like this, it is no wonder why J.D. Salinger quit writing and just became a recluse. So, come to think of it, 
with our discussion earlier whether fiction affects reality, consider this. Was it really the fictional character or story that inspired the real-world characters to commit these heinous crimes? Ponder that yourselves. As for me, I'd say it goes both ways. Why? Because again, reality and fictions influence one's perception. But I won't get on too much detail yet because I'd like to talk about the other aspect of this issue. Video games. Because you know it, video games make us barbaric and immoral. <laughs> and actually one of the games that I have recently played and got invested to was Genshin Impact. Yes, the gacha game. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I haven't spent any single coin on that game. Um, maybe I have spent some, but no, I did not. I have not wailed on that specific game. I spent some money, yes, but I, I, I did not wail on it. Because it's actually a free-to-play friendly game too. But yeah, Genshin Impact has already had its fair share of controversies since its release. One of the main controversies was the censoring of Taiwan and Hong Kong in compliance with the Chinese law, as its developers, MiHoYo, or now known as HoYoVerse, is located in Shanghai, China. Now, let's go back to the claims on this game. There was actually a Twitter thread before, unfortunately I have forgotten the Twitter username, <laughs> but according to my research, it just details and highlights several controversies of the game, and one such claim is that the main enemies, uh, the Helichers as we called it, was so-called inspired by the Native Americans and or indigenous people. Other claims are the rampant whitewashing on this game, especially now that the um, uh, yeah the, the the version 3.0 was released, wherein a desert area will be added on its upcoming updates, pointing out the lack of colored characters, even pointing out the NPCs or non-playable characters as absurd since they are situated or located on a region that includes desert. And uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't want to be a party pooper but that doesn't really make sense for me because logically speaking, I mean, lo yeah, logically speaking, those, those claims are valid and should be addressed. It is good to be, you know, sensitive for other cultures, but let us not be oversensitive by putting out hate for the overall look and feel of the game. Because that is not right. Imagine you have work on for something very, very hard, and then at the end of the day, it will be put down by a criticism that actually just addressed a portion of its audience. And I'm not saying that it, it is not an important discussion. I, I do believe that it is because, you know, listening to the criticisms from the game's, you know, audience itself is one of the one of one of the ways to be a successful uh, game. 
And yeah, also, you know, by putting out hate to the voice actors and actresses on how they pronounce some names and words is totally not right. And why is that? Because it's just an unwarranted hate. You know, we can all we can all hate this game for as much as we want, but will it change things? Of course not. What we can do is make sure that these criticisms fall hard on the game and its creators so that we can be the start of the change. It's not that hard to provide feedback and a logical one at that so that, you know, our criticisms can be heard. Yes, I know it is it is kind of a wishful thinking, but a thinking nonetheless. The, the representation aspect of not just uh, this game, but a lot of other games as well, is a discussion that will not be resolved in just 24 hours. Especially when, you know, money is involved. But isn't that, again, the question, isn't that the right ingredient for a successful game? Absolutely, and I believe that. But, you know, a corporate centered on a culture that hasn't fully comprehended or accepted different cultures is definitely a long reach. And you know, I can talk more about this stuff and elaborate on Orientalism, stereotypes, and its history and the media, specifically on the philosophy of fiction, but that would be an episode in the future. So, until that day, I can only say, add Astra Abyssosk.